Hi, Mama. I am so excited as always to be here with you today and just even more because it's the holidays. I mean, you just had Christmas, so maybe to you it feels like the holidays are over, but to me, this is the best part. I'll tell you more next week. But today we are continuing our series on being a peaceful mama. And even though the holidays are over, we're starting a brand new year. And so while we want to take this peace into the holidays, of course, we want to take it into the next year as well. And so we're going to continue to talk about it. And today I am going to help you walk through what it looks like to look at at the holidays, look at Thanksgiving and Christmas, and take kind of this self-assessment to see what went well, what didn't go well, and, and I can help you identify what that might mean for you in this next year, how it can help you see maybe some of the things God is trying to speak to you, maybe some of the, the room for growth or healing that needs to happen. And I'm so excited to do this because I don't know if you have caught on by now, but I am a little bit obsessed with questions. I think that a good question is worth more than like anything. Like I think of some of the verses saying, wisdom is worth more than choice silver, things like that. I think a good question is worth more than choice silver. I love questions. I think they can tell us so much about what we need to know. In fact, this is actually one of my jobs at my church. I I listen to the sermons and I take from what I hear and I write down questions for all of our connect group leaders so that they can have content to go off of, to go in deeper with their groups about what we heard about on a Sunday so we don't stop with just hearing that we can actually live it out. We can implement it. And so I love this process of finding good questions. And actually some people even get kind of mad at me for my questions because they're like jokingly mad. They're like, I don't want to have to think about this. I don't want to have to answer this because they are convicting and, you know, deep. And so I love questions. So today I'm excited to take you on a little question journey. And if you love this kind of self-reflection as well, or maybe, maybe you hate it, but you know you need it, then I just want to, again, encourage you to jump into the academy. This is a big thing that we are going to do in the Morning Mama Academy is look internally with God at our side, partnering with God, and reflect on what is going on inside, what our pain points are, where we're getting stuck, where we need healing, all of the things. And that's Really, you know, this program that we're doing, if you haven't heard, it's a 12-week program. I'm going to send you the video courses each week, the videos to the content, and then every week we're going to have live coaching. Now, this is power coaching, so it's it's five to ten minutes per person, so it sounds short, but really what I'm doing is just helping you where you're getting stuck. The rest of the work is being done with God, and you know, you can post it in the, we're going to have a private Facebook group as well, so you can post all of your homework, and I'll give you feedback there as well, but really, like, if what I love to do is guide people through questions. And when we do that and partner with the Holy Spirit, it is incredible the things that we can learn. And so that is why you don't need hours upon hours of one-on-one time with me, because the process that you can do alone with God is actually more important. Because really what you're building in all of this is not just learning about what you need to heal. It's not just growing in all of these ways. It's actually developing that relationship with God. It's learning to hear his voice. It's learning to trust him. It's spending that one-on-one time with him who will always be there for you versus, you know, me, I'm just here for a short time. And so 
I love this process because you actually get to take ownership for this process and you can do it in this organic way where you are creating this long-term relationship with a God that wants to walk with you for the rest of your life and through all the mess. And really, this is something you can use for the rest of your life. And so if you really want to learn how to do this kind of thing with God, how to how to walk this kind of relationship out with him where he can show you all of these next steps that you actually like don't always need a coach. Though, though, I do want to say I definitely believe in using outside people, coaches and therapists and pastors to help you see your blind spots. 1000% for that. And I will be doing that with you as well. But the beauty is that you're learning these new rhythms with God. You're learning how to lean into his voice, how to trust it, and how to walk this out in boldness and courage with him at your side. You're learning how to get that courage from him as you're doing this work, because this work for sure takes courage. And so I'm excited. I mean, I share about it all the time. I'm just so excited. Oh, so there's only at this point, nine spots left, which that probably is not at all accurate for where, when you're listening now, because right now it's not even Christmas yet. While you're listening, it's at least after Christmas. And that's if you're in real time and maybe you're listening to this years later, but right now there's only nine spots left. And I am just praying and believing that God is going to call and provide for every single woman that needs to be there. So if you hear that knocking, if God is making your heart go pitter-patter a little bit when you hear about this program. Please lean in, ask the questions, talk to your husband, get the things in order that need to happen so that you can join us because it is going to be an epic 12 weeks. The best way I can think of to start the year. Let's take these conversations to the next level together and I'm really excited for this journey. So All right, let's jump into today's episode. I can't wait to help you walk through how to look back at the holidays and learn some stuff. So let's do this. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. Okay, so today we're really using the power of self-reflection along with the Holy Spirit to take a look at what we can learn, what we can glean from this holiday season that we just went through. And I know we still have New Year's coming up, and that is a very important holiday that I'll talk about next week. But right now, we're just looking back at these two big ones, Thanksgiving, Christmas. You can do even just the holiday season as a whole. And the reason that we're doing this, the reason that there's a there's a point in looking back at this specific time period is that the holidays are an intensified time. Like, emotions are high. Like just think of the Christmas spirit. That's like intensified emotion right there. And that can either be intensified good emotion, like joy and gladness and all of this, you know, reflecting on your blessings. But alongside of that, that can mean intensified sadness, intensified grief, intensified pain, 
It's just like, I don't know if you've ever heard that you can't selectively numb emotions. So, you know, some people try to numb their pain, their sadness, whatever it is, but you can't just numb it because when you numb that, you numb all the emotions. If you numb pain, sadness, you're not going to experience the fullness of joy, of excitement. And so the same goes here. If we are heightening our emotions and are really allowing this season to kind of pour into us, it's going to heighten both kinds of emotions. Or maybe for you, we're going to talk about in a minute how to reflect, but maybe for you, you noticed a lack of emotions. And so maybe that for you is your indication that you have been numbing your emotions. You've been numbing what you've been feeling. And that's why these seasons come around and you're not able to fully experience them because you numb the hard ones and therefore the good ones aren't going to be able to rise to the surface. So emotions are high pressure is high, right? Like, especially as moms, I think most of us feel some amount of pressure to perform, to show up for our families, to create like these miraculous settings for our children, to create these memories that they're going to carry for the rest of their lives. And I think we can easily take a lot of that on as moms and feel like it's all on us to to create this atmosphere. And so pressure is high and pressure is going to make things rise to the surface that have been kind of sediment on the bottom, right? You think of a boiling pot as the pressure builds, as the heat builds, the steam begins to rise, the water begins to evaporate. Everything that is below comes up to the surface. That is the same with pressure in our lives and pressure is good. We don't want it to turn into stress. That's something that I've learned from my pastors. They're amazing. They talk about how pressure is good. Pressure makes babies and diamonds, but it's stress that we want to avoid, but pressure is good. So pressure is good, but it can also turn into stress and it can also reveal what has been hidden underneath. So that's another reason why we want to reflect on this time. Another one is that it brings up old wounds. So I think it's so easy this time of year to remember people that we've lost, to even be transported back to our childhood, which might have been hard. There might be a lot of trauma or pain points there. And so all of this kind of time can trigger these memories, you know, because Christmas has all those, those traditions and these things that can just easily transport us back to that time. And we're also heightened our awareness is heightened of who's missing. Like we should be experiencing this with certain people and some of them aren't here anymore. And that's really hard, especially when some of your best memories are experiencing this holiday with them. And so this time can really bring to mind those feelings and those thoughts about those people that aren't here or those, those really hard memories that you might've tried to shove down a long time ago, but, but now they're coming to the surface and it's hard to stop them. Sometimes the holidays are hard because you see old faces of people maybe you only see once or twice a year. And maybe some of those people have hurt you. Maybe some of those people you haven't fully forgiven. Maybe you haven't processed what has gone on with them. Or maybe you don't even understand it. You just know when you're around them, you feel triggered (laughs) and you don't know why. And so maybe this is the time for that. Also, it can be a time to remember that another year has passed. Wow, it's Christmas here again oh my gosh, I'm still in the same place. Like how, how is this happening? You know, there's, there's all of these things that come with this time of the year that make it such a beautiful way to reflect, to help us to see what God might be trying to show us. 
And so the key is to not just go through this and then move on to the next holiday, move on to the next year and be like, well, that sucked, or just to feel numb. The key is to to pause, to take a step back, take some time to really think through what happened. What was I feeling? What came up for me? And to really process what it was like so that you can have a different year next year, so that you can have a different Christmas next year, so that you can become a new person. You can renew your mind like we're called to. And if we don't take this pause, then we're just going to keep reliving these same old things and not find healing and not find growth and just be stuck in old patterns. And so today I just wanted, I want to ask you a few questions to help you reflect on this season. And before I jump into that, I'm just going to show you an example of what this looks like. Now, Christmas, like I said, hasn't passed for me yet, so I can't do this, but I do want to show you what this looks like. I, with a a recent conflict that I had. So this is, this is going into like a high view of a conflict that I had with my husband just a couple days ago. And now this looks a little different because we're, we're talking about a specific conflict rather than a season or rather than a whole day. But the idea is the same because in any circumstance, really, this is something that you can take to any circumstance, really good or bad. We're really focusing kind of on the bad today because sometimes that can highlight areas that need to shift. But doing this with a good scenario as well can show us how we've grown and really encourage our hearts. And I do think that is important because we so easily can just focus on everything we're doing wrong and everything that still needs to be healed and everything that we're we're not doing right and all of this room for growth. And so to help us, to help us see that we are growing, to help us see that we are running the course, we do need to do this with the good situations as well. And so if, if your Christmas or Thanksgiving or whole holiday season was awesome, I want you to sit and reflect, do the same reflection on what happened and really sit and think about like, why was it good? What what happened? That was so great. But yes, this can be used for any situation. You know, often now I, I do this after every conflict that I have, really with anyone, but my husband is kind of the main place where I have conflict because he's the one that's closest to me, which most often is the case, not for everyone. I know a lot of people can have a family that triggers them in this way, but you know, for me, it's always been the person that's closest to me. That's where the conflict arises. And so now I do this every time that we have a conflict, you know, in the past, I think I would just be too stuck in shame, too stuck in anger, just even kind of plain confused about what really happened to really take a look at this. Like I just wanted to shove the conflict behind me. I just wanted it to be gone. I wanted it to be over. I didn't want to think about it or feel it anymore, but I missed out on so much potential for growth because that when we reflect, when we can learn about ourselves and how we respond, that is how we know where to focus our growth, where to focus our prayers, where to focus our next steps. And so I encourage you to take this stance and do this with with every kind of big moment that comes into your life. Every time that you have a bad day with the kids, like take a step back at the end of the day and think, okay, like go through this process. What happens? Let's let's get to the bottom of it. So a couple of days ago, I had a big argument with my husband and 
you know, we, we usually resolve things before we go to bed. Like I'm pretty adamant about it because I hate that feeling of something being unfinished. I hate that feeling of being disconnected. I mean, the Bible says, don't let the sun go down on your anger, you know? So I, I, I really, it's important to me to resolve things before we go to bed. But, you know, sometimes it happens where it, that's not, that's not the case. We're, we're not in a space to do that. Neither of us are, you know, able to get to that place where we can really take ownership and settle down. And this was the case this time. And so while I could have done this, you know, even after we resolved it, I could have gone through this same process, I was kind of able to do it in the middle, which is, is even more beautiful because God can show me all of these things that I need to see while my emotions are still up there, while I'm still hurt, while I'm still angry, while it's still unresolved. And, you know, allowing God into that space is really powerful and really beautiful. So I'm going to go over the questions that I kind of went through and you can take notes. I'm going to give you three questions at the end to go over, kind of reflect on your Christmas or holiday season, but these are kind of more directed to a conflict. So if you want to use this after you have a conflict with someone or a conflict with your kids after like a bad day, a hard day, you can write down these and they're a slightly different than the ones I'm going to share at the end. So first of all, the question I ask is what were the facts now? This can be difficult to do alone because sometimes our perspective is so limited and we are unable to see clearly what the facts are because there are a lot of emotions that are disguised as facts. And so depending on where you're at in your healing journey, how, how much you can clearly hear God's voice, this might need to be something that you do in person with someone, with the person that you're in conflict with, or with a mentor that you trust, a friend that you trust to, to point you to Jesus, to be honest with you. So sometimes you need an outside perspective on this. With me, at this point, and it depends on the conflict as well, you know, because some I'm so engrossed in that I'm going to need that outside perspective. But with this one, I was kind of able to kind of more clearly see through to the facts. Okay. This is what happened. This is what really happened. It wasn't this big thing that I thought was happening. Really. It was just him not thinking through a detail about something. I'm not going to go into the specifics, but you can understand this question and how you can look at a scenario right when we're in the middle of a conflict when our emotions are heightened, when we're in that fight or flight mode, there's a lot that can feel very real in the moment, but it's not. It's just our emotions. And so it's really important to get a clear picture of what are the facts? What really happened? And, and part of this is, is not assuming someone's intentions. We cannot assume people's intentions. We cannot, regardless of the evidence, assume this is what they meant. This is why they did this. We cannot know that unless we have a direct conversation with them in a peaceful place where we can both really articulate what was happening and go there. So that's the first question. The second question is, what was I really hurt by? So what is at the core? Not the surface, right? The surface can tell me all kinds of things. Like the surface can tell me that, you know, he didn't listen to me. He interrupted me. His tone wasn't super inviting. And those are just general examples. But what is at the core of that? Why did I get triggered by that? Like, am I feeling unheard? Am I feeling like he doesn't see me or doesn't really want to listen to me? 
And then you got to go deeper. Like, what is at the core? Is that just based on my pain points? Like maybe one of the core feelings you have in your pain cycle is feeling unheard. Maybe that is something you end up projecting onto a lot of people in a lot of places because that's a core wound you have. And so you carry that with you at all times. And so that is why it is so crucial to know your pain cycle so that you can recognize it because it so easily, again, can disguise itself as truth. But when you know, oh, this is actually a weakness of mine, this is an area that I get caught up in a lot, a lie that I get caught up in a lot, then when it when it arises, you can be reminded, oh, whoa, okay, I'm feeling unheard. There might be some truth. Maybe, you know, maybe he had a rough day and he's not really as present with me as he would like to be. But this is a pain point for me. And so I know I am probably fueling this feeling a lot more than I should be right now. And so that's why it's so important for you to do this work of knowing what your pain cycle is. And if you haven't done that, again, the Academy is an amazing place for that. We're going to walk through all of that. And I'm really stoked to do it with you. But also if you, if you don't feel like you're in a place to jump in, that's okay. All of this content is in episodes 15 through 20. I walk you through how to create your pain and your peace cycle. So if you just want to do the work alone, it is there for you. I want this for everyone. And again, this is all based on restoration theory, which is this theory that I learned as a therapist and was created by one of my professors, Dr. Terry Hargrave. And it's just amazing content that is life-changing. And so that is why it is so crucial is because we have to know our weaknesses. We have to know our propensities so that we can distinguish them from truth. We can separate it and see clearly into a situation and know where our pain is muddling the waters, where our pain is painting an inaccurate picture And without that, it can be really confusing. Without that understanding and that grounding of having a tool to follow to help you understand what's going on, it really can get so confusing and just be really muddled. So that is why I believe so strongly I've been preaching to you about the pain cycle since we began here. So... (laughs) I'm all about it. So that's that's the question is what was I really hurt by? What is at the core of it? Because maybe it was this like, you know, this the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah, that's the saying. <laughs> maybe it was the smallest little thing, but it's because of a pattern that started a couple weeks ago. You know, maybe he's been working a lot and you know, I just, there was this one little interaction and I was already feeling that pain. I was already kind of in this place where I was upset and hurt. And then this little thing happened. And that little thing was not actually the thing. It was really the bigger thing, right? The feeling alone, the feeling unheard, whatever it is. So ask this question, go to God with it. Ask him to reveal what what you were really hurt by. What was at the core of it? Or go to your pain cycle. And that can really be a big indicator. Okay. Next question is, what did I do wrong? This is an important question I never want you to skip. Now, it's not easy. It's not fun, especially like before an argument is resolved and you're still like, but, but him, but, but he did these things, but, but, but nope. There is always something 90%, not 95, 99% of the time that we could have done better. And the reason I can say that so assuredly is because pain triggers pain. So if your husband is, you know, we're talking about husband because that's what I'm talking about today, but can be anyone, any relationship, any situation. 
But if your husband is really acting out of a place of pain, and that is, you know, what started all of this, because we're assuming you're innocent and you're not the one that started it for a second, which is not the case in my scenario today, do want to be clear. But say, say he's the one that started it. Pain most often triggers pain. Unless we have really done the work to identify our pain and to recognize it the moment it pops up and to have created this new neural pathway so that we can choose new behavior, other people's pain is most likely going to trigger our own pain. Because when he gets triggered, his pain cycle gets triggered, he acts out of a place of pain, which almost always is going to trigger someone else's pain. So like if he acts out in anger or withdrawing, or numbing out, or whatever that looks like, anxiety even, that is going to most likely trigger someone else unless they've done the work. And so that's why I say, even if you feel like you handled it pretty well, probably there's something that you did out of pain, unless you're very aware and very in control of that. Probably there was something you did out of pain. And again, doing the work of the pain cycle is super crucial to being able to help you identify this. Because sometimes, sure, it's obvious. You're like, well, I yelled. Well, I said something that wasn't very kind. But sometimes it's a little more nuanced. Like sometimes I trick myself into thinking, wow, I think I was in peace that whole conversation. (laughs) But then I like look back at my pain cycle and I look at my natural propensities for what I do when I'm in pain. And anger is one of them. And that's usually the more obvious one, though it can come out in subtle ways. But one of the the ones that can be a little more subtle is that I can control when I'm in anger. And so sometimes I fool myself into thinking I was not in pain and I was, you know, did not sit in that conversation. I did not act out of my pain. I was, you know, perfect. (laughs) Ha ha. Whenever you say that to yourself, you know there's something there, (laughs) right? My control can kind of come out in these subtle ways where it's like I'm in the conversation, but kind of not really present with him. I'm just almost taking like, it's like pride is kind of tied to it. And so I'm kind of, you know, looking down on him or talking down to him. But in this subtle way, it's complicated, (laughs) But I know wanting to control can be a big part of these conversations. And so knowing your propensity for what you do when you're in pain is really helpful. So make sure you do not skip this step. What did you do wrong? Okay, after that, what did you do well? Again, we've talked about, you know, reviewing good situations that happen in our lives because it's important to take time to reflect on our growth, to reflect on the things we're doing well, to reflect on how God has healed us and moved us and taken us from point A to point X. Maybe not that far down the alphabet yet, but you know, like E or F. So take a moment and reflect on what did you do well? And even if it's not perfect, like, is it better than last time? Is it better than a year ago? Is it better than five years ago? And that's like what I I look at in these conversations with my husband, because I really like, I was like, okay, you know, I didn't do this well. I didn't do this well. But this is a million times better than five years ago when we got married. And this is a million times better than even three years ago after I'd, you know, really begun this healing journey of healing from anger. And wow, this is even better than a year ago. And so I'm just looking at how far God has taken me, how much I've been able to find freedom and that he continues 
to show me these new levels of healing. And it just is really cool. And so I think it's really important to reflect on that. And even if you did mess up a ton, this is important. Do this step too, because there's something that you did. And if not, if there is, if you cannot find any redeeming moment, then that's just a really big flag that this is what you need to focus on in the new year. This is what God is calling you to take steps in. And whether that's joining the academy, whether that's getting a therapist, whether that is joining a church and being in a connect group, like whatever God is calling you to in that next step, make sure you're listening. But even if you feel like you messed up a good portion of the conflict or the situation, there's probably something good that you did. And don't, don't negate that because you messed up in another way. Like, don't just paint it all black. Like, we've got to get out of this black and white thinking. It's all good or it's all bad. That's really something I struggled with. I, I realized this, like, in college. So, what, 15 years ago? I don't know. I don't know how old I am. <laughs> but I realized this black and white thinking was really stopping me from growing and stopping me from healing in a lot of ways. And so, we don't have to just paint it all black. Like, what did you do that was well? Like, did you end it well? Did you apologize? Did you stop yourself from saying a thought that came into your mind during that conversation? And we have to encourage ourselves by acknowledging our growth, by acknowledging how God is working in us, by acknowledging those little moments of self-control, even if there was a lot of moments that self-control was lacking. So don't skip this step as well. Okay, now, we do not surprisingly, need to ask the question, what did they do wrong? We don't ask that question because really what matters is what is at the core? We already asked that question. What am I really hurt by? What is at the core? And that is what we need to take into the conversation because all of these, these other things, these, these fluff, the, the surface level things, They aren't what is at the core. And if we spend our time thinking about what they did wrong, it's just going to trigger our anger again or, or, you know, whatever you do when you cope, it's going to trigger your pain cycle. We're going to shift into blame. We're going to start looking at all the things they did wrong and point our finger and pointing our finger is never going to help us because that is part of a pain response. Blaming is part of a pain response. And it, even if you try and like assess what they did wrong without jumping into blame. It just so easily can go to that space. And I think our our brains naturally go to that negative place so often, like looking at what is lacking, what they're not doing, that we don't want to fuel that anymore. And so really what is important is what really hurts you. What is at the core? And that is what you need to take into a conversation. So take these four questions and this can tell you what do you need to talk about with them? Because even if you've resolved it, maybe you didn't, you know, have that insight yet about what really was hurting you, what really was bothering you. And so even if you feel like you resolved it, you shut the door to the conflict, now you have new insight. So make sure you go back in because that that core thing might be something you guys need to work on or giving the example of a marriage you know, in your marriage, that might be something that you guys need to take to a therapist, that you guys need to take to God, that you guys need to talk about more, whatever it is. And so you don't want to leave that there. You don't want to reflect on all this and just leave it there. you got to take it back into the relationship. So these questions will tell you what to take back into the relationship and two, what to apologize for. So once you really are able to reflect, because maybe some of you, you have the opposite problem and you, you know, you're, you're stuck only in blame. You're stuck only in seeing what they did wrong and you're not 
seeing anything. I guess not the opposite problem because I just shared that that is one of my problems. <laughs> but, you know, you can only see what they did wrong. And so you didn't apologize because you didn't think you did anything wrong. Now you know, okay, I got to take ownership for this part, my part of it. And, and you're going to go back into that relationship with an apology. So what were the facts? What was I really hurt by? What did I do wrong? What did I do well? And then take in the core of what you were hurt by and an apology back into that relationship. Okay. So that's like what it looks like for a conflict with a person. Now, let me broaden it a little bit. And we're going to talk about Christmas or Thanksgiving or the season in general. So these are three questions I want you to spend some time with God in. Go and sit down alone with worship music on, whatever it looks like in a relationship. You can do this too, but probably first with God. Okay, the first question is, where did you get stuck? Write that down. Where did you get stuck? You know, maybe this was you were in anger and you acted in some ways you didn't want to. Maybe you just weren't present. Maybe you're so filled with anxiety. You were so filled with worry over all the things that needed to happen, overwhelm. Maybe you were stuck in perfectionism. Maybe you were so consumed with everything being perfect that you didn't even get to be present and you didn't get to enjoy what was happening. Where did you get stuck? Maybe it's certain relationships. Maybe it was conflict with a certain person. Maybe it was a boundary violation that happened to you that you, you need to process. It's Maybe it's happened in the past and it happened again and you need to figure out how to set healthy boundaries in that relationship. Maybe it's someone that just triggered you that, like we said, you don't fully understand, but when you're around them, they trigger you. Maybe it's Maybe it's that. Maybe it's grief. And, and grief is a long process. And so this can be a really normal thing that, you know, when the holidays come, this grief gets brought back up. But reflect on that. Like, did it consume you? Did it completely overwhelm you? And maybe it did so much that you realize you've never fully spent time healing and processing from this. And yes, healing is, is a journey. It's not just one time check the box thing, especially with grief. But maybe if you really felt stuck there, God is highlighting, you need to do some more work here. You need to process more. There's just some more work there for you. So where did you get stuck? The second question is what went well? So again, we have to take the time to look at where we've grown what steps have we taken? How are we different than last year? What did we do great? Did we just plan the best presents and it, like we just nailed it this year with presents? Like celebrate that. We've got to acknowledge what went well. Like maybe you even just after going through Christmas, you can see how much you have healed, how much you have taken steps in healing because you look at last Christmas and you're like, wow, I was kind of a mess then. And I'm still a little bit of a mess, but well, like way less of a mess than last year. This is awesome. So make sure you acknowledge that and ask yourself, why did it go well? This is like a part B to this question. If it went well, why did it go well? Like what was in place? Like, have you taken time to rest lately? Did you plan ahead better? Have you really strengthened your relationship with God? Have you really been diving into healing? Have you been seeing a therapist this year? Like, what are the things that have been in place? Maybe you're planted in a church now. Like, what are the things that are in place that allowed it to go well? You know, it can be more surface level things like, wow, I like really just plan everything out so I could just relax. Or it could be deeper things like we're saying, like you just felt an inner peace that permeated everything 
So where did that come from? How, how have you gotten to that place? All right. And the third question, what opportunities for growth and healing do I see? So this can just be its own. Maybe you haven't written down this answer yet, or maybe it's all based in where you got stuck. You can look through that section. Where did you get stuck and reflect, ask God to show you like, what do you want me to focus on this year? What do you want me to step further into growth and healing with? And the cool thing is this can highlight goals for the next year. So make sure you do this work. I went a long time because I'm so passionate about questions. I can't wait to hear what God shows you. Come and post it into the Facebook group. I would love to hear what God is showing you and how he is just showing you the next steps that he has for you. So pop in there if you're not in yet. It's bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash Morning Mama Facebook group. And I would just love to meet you and hear your story. So I let me pray over you, Mama. Thank you, God, for this Christmas season that we got to have. God, thank you for your beauty. Thank you for sending us a Savior. That means that we always have hope. No matter how dark or heavy something feels, God, there is always hope, God, and we cling to that. God, I pray that every mama that's listening, God, would feel that hope rise up in her, God, even if she feels like she is so far from that, that she's in the pit, God, that I feel, I, I just pray that you would bring her some of that hope right now, Lord, and just reveal to her what her next steps look like. How do you want her to walk this out, God? I know you have healing waiting for her, God. She just has to do the hard work of keeping her eyes fixed on you, taking on courage, and just taking one step, one foot in front of the other, day by day, God. And so I just pray you would reveal that to her in a way that doesn't overwhelm her, but just excites her for what is to come. God, you're so good. Thank you that we can trust your faithfulness and your goodness no matter what. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Love you, Mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you.